is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast for Bethlehem Baptist Church's South Campus in Lakeville, Minnesota. If you're interested in learning more about our church, go to Bethlehem.church forward slash south. Dave, it is a sunny, sunny day. <laughs> That's all. That's all, huh? It is. It, it, it is, is sunny. a sunny day. It's, it's the first up. sunny day that we've had in yep. a while, I think. It looks like over the next couple of weeks it might be here to stay. Ooh, that would be very nice after... A whole lot of gray, gray, gray. Yes, indeed. That's good. Uh, random question. Minnesota Wild in the playoffs. Paying a lot of attention? I am paying zero attention. Sometimes sometimes Nick gives me an update, and okay. I I feign interest okay. for a few moments. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Minnesota Timberwolves, no yeah. longer in the playoffs. Man, that was rough. How do you feel about that? Well, they blew it. They they literally blew three different games that they had complete control of. So <laughs> that was disappointing. Stoney and I and Apollos watched those. But they're they're fun to watch. They're gonna be good for a few years. So that's exciting for the state of Minnesota. Now they have another another team by which to watch playoff destruction. So <laughs> just add, adding to the misery that, of the are state. Are you saying that as a native son of Wisconsin? I am. Yeah. Okay. Just want to be sure. Hey, Minnesota Twins, playoff bound? No idea. Don't care. Okay. Hey, Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Playoff bound? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think they got enough. But I think if uh, I think if Rodgers would have left Green Bay, they they would have had a better shot at it. But who knows? Talk to me about the Warriors rejuvenation here. Talk to you about it. Yeah, yeah. If you're asking I mean, me about sports, ask me about. Well, I mean, I saw they won one seventeen to one sixteen. My son and I watched that game. It was a good good down-to-the-wire game. They were down on, like, 15, 20 points or something. They were down by 12 without Draymond Green, mm. and they came back, fought their way back. Somewhere on this podcast in the last year and a half, two years, you said something about, I will not bet against a young, hungry Warriors team, and then I think they lost. Wait, who won the playoffs last year? No. Uh-uh, man. Who won I, the playoffs that last was, year? That was at the beginning of this season. Are you sure? Yeah, because that because they were all. I said they're all coming back. All right. All right. So my prophecy is not yet fallen. No. We'll see. Fallen prophecies. Milwaukee, yeah. So the Warriors. Bird. Warriors are my oh. favorite team. I'm uh-huh. a Steph Curry fan, but the Bucks because I'm a Wisconsin Bucks guy. I've team. always been oh, my right, number two team. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I was trying to help you be more incarnational since you're a pastor in Minnesota, less of a exile, but. You know, it's all right. Yeah. So today on the podcast, we came up with the topic 10 minutes ago, five minutes ago, talk about. Don't, don't give away how unplanned it is. This one's unplanned. They're not always unplanned. This one is. We're going to talk about denominations. Yeah. What's a denomination, Dave? Uh, that's a good question. How would I sum it up in a sentence? A denomination is a group of churches that relates and partners together for the cause of Christ. I guess that would be the best, simplest way to say it. Do all denominations partner together for the cause of Christ? What do you mean by that question? Do, 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 do they do, or do they think they do? labeled denomination and Christian denomination, do they partner together for the cause of Christ? Or are there denominations that are composed of not real churches, not oh, true churches? Yeah. 
B, letter B. Letter B, okay. Yeah, yeah. but I think they would all say they do. Sure, right? sure, yeah. that's fair, yeah. But some we would say just don't hold to what we would call just the gospel. Yeah, yeah. The gospel. Yep. Okay, so denominations. Uh, didn't Jesus pray in John 17 mm. that they would all be one, even as we, you the Father and I the Son, are one? He did. And so doesn't that just right away say, denominations, divisions, things like that are just inherently problematic because Jesus prayed for unity in his church. And here we are, a bunch of different denominations. Is that, is that problematic? Um, you know, it, it, uh, that's a probably, uh, I think it's a complex question. I don't think it's inherently, inherently bad to have denominations. I think that uh, and you, you mentioned it already. There, there are some denominations that are just outside of the gospel. They don't believe the basic tenets that we think would qualify them to be true believers, true churches. Um, but for the ones that are that we do think would qualify to be true churches, true to the gospel, even if they differ with us on second and third tier issues, which we've talked about that. We've talked about theological triage before. I don't think it's necessarily bad that believers would group themselves um, by those second and third tier issues that they hold in common. I think that's what denominations are uh, for for the sake of their conscience, for the sake of fellowship, for the sake of, uh, of unity along those lines. Where I would say it would get dangerous is if somehow in the differentiation of those second and third tier beliefs, if somehow... Uh, they began to believe that they were ethically, spiritually, mor- morally superior to other denominations that are also true to the gospel but would differ on their second and third tier issues. So if we thought, I don't think it's bad that we organize ourselves as a Baptist church. We, we believe in believer's baptism. We have theological convictions behind that. Um, but if we begin to think, well, we're better and we're going to kind of thumb our noses or look down on or could never, ever partner with for anything a Presbyterian church that would say, well, we, we actually uh, would hold forth to, to infant baptism along the lines of a kind of a, the covenant community. I think that's where it would get problematic when it becomes a superiority complex that you highlight rather than theological convictions that you highlight as a, as a measure of conscience and fellowship. Yeah, that's good. The third episode that we um, did on the podcast on theological triage mm-hmm. kind of sets some of the groundwork for that yep. and gives a little bit of background for why we as Protestants mm-hmm. can look at other denominations, Protestant denominations, that hold to the same first tier core things like the gospel of Jesus Christ, who Jesus is what he came to do, what mm-hmm. he accomplished. Mm-hmm. We hold that in common with them. And we can say, true brother, true sister in Christ across denominational lines in comparison to something like the Roman Catholic Church right. or the Eastern Orthodox Church, which historically has said we are the one true church right. and everything that falls outside of this one true church is at best uncertain and uh, at, at worst damned. And I, uh, depending I, I, on depending on yeah. uh, how uh, forthright um, those those uh, streams of Christianity are being about their own beliefs. That's right. That's right. How seriously they take and apply yeah. their own sacred 
text and yep. Yep. yeah. So what denomination is Bethlehem Baptist Church a part of, Dave? Right now we're a part of a Baptist denomination called Converge. What was that denomination formerly known as? Uh, was it the Minnesota Baptist Conference? No, no what Minnesota was it? Baptist Conference is a subset yeah, of yeah, yeah, the yeah. Baptist General, General Conference, Conference. Yep. yep, which yep, is the right. the denomination that Converge previously was. Yep. Um, Converge is a, a denomination with Swedish Pietistic Baptist roots. Yep. So came, um, you know, tons of Swedes coming into the Midwest in the United States uh, during the immigrant uh, boom in the early 1900s, late 1800s. And uh, new denominations were being formed all over the place mm-hmm. uh, from all mm-hmm. kinds of different mm-hmm. subsets of um, uh, immigrants coming in. So Converge kind of has that background. Mm-hmm. Dave, what's different, generally speaking, about Baptist denominations in comparison to other denominations that are Protestant? What, what, would, you, what would you say? Yeah, uh, Baptist denominations, really, I mean, it's kind of an ironic thing, uh, but they would hold almost as their number one value the independence and the independent authority of the local church. So uh, a Baptist denomination is always voluntary. You know, you're, you're always kind of self-selecting to be a part of it. Um, but it, it's, it, there's, there's no hierarchy as it would be. So we don't, uh, report in any official authoritarian way to anyone in the Converge conference. Um, and that, that would be, that'd probably be the main distinguishing thing. And I think that does flow from the value of the independent authority of the local church. Yeah. So we'll compare it to perhaps another one, or perhaps it's not even comparison, just Mm -hmm. a a worthy um, point of reference. So the Southern Baptist Convention, Mm -hmm. which formerly began actually surrounding uh, the issue of slavery and retaining slavery Mm -hmm. in the 1800s, sadly, Mm -hmm. um, as a denominational distinctive almost, uh, which they have long since repudiated and uh, all kinds of other things. To be a Southern Baptist church Mm -hmm. is to freely associate together for the purpose of what? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's really three things. So there's there's something called the Baptist faith and message, which is a right. a theological statement that actually everything in it we would agree with, um, and and that's that would be the theological kind of covenant that you would want to say you hold to. The other the other two marks are really missions, uh, local mission. And international mission, so they have the the IMB, which is the International Mission Board, which is at least the last time I checked, I I never know exactly how facts change, but by far the largest international sending agency I think in the world. I, th- I think that's accurate as they pool their resources to send uh, people abroad to globally make disciples. And then there's another arm called NAM which is the North American Mission Board, and they, uh, they are the, the local uh, United States church planting arm of the SBC, and they partner together to plant all sorts of churches. Um, and now they plant all sorts of churches, not just in the South, but there's a bunch here in the Twin Cities, and actually a lot of the 
TCT, which is Treasuring Christ Together, the, the church planting network that was born out of Bethlehem, a lot of those planters are also associated with the North American Mission Board and the SEND network. Um, so a lot of faithful church planting happens too. So those are the, so there's a statement of faith, and then there's really the local and global mission that churches are banding together for. Right. So the Baptist faith and message is kind of a theological gateway for what it means to be a Southern Baptist. Yep. But then really the denomination after reaching that litmus test, that kind of barrier is really associating for the sake of sending missions out. Asso- it, association is a good way to say it. Yeah. It yeah, really it's almost, is what it is. Baptist denominations are really more associations yeah. where uh, they are largely free from interference ecclesiastically yeah. between each other. Now, we would not say, or at least I wouldn't say, here I am going out on a limb on the podcast, that sheer, pure independence is actually best. Right. We right. are we are looking at a measure of interdependence That's right. between churches where just the the structures of how we influence each other is not like governed by an apostle being present. Correct. Like it was for early church or like, uh, you know, good faithful denominations that are more ecclesiastical, like hierarchical. That's right. And their stuff would more like there's a bishop present in the Anglican church or there's the session present in a Presbyterian church and they're making binding decisions over various churches. Yep. 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 Um, We don't see it that way. Right. um, Quite in the same way. But, you know, other denominations, you know, uh, focus more on the theology they share, focus more on the mission that they share. Uh, you see more movement, quote unquote, minded mm-hmm. um, things taking place where really we're banding together to make sure all of Africa gets, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. church plants or whatever the case might be. Right. Um, so make a little bit of a distinction between the, the nomenclature, the, the terminology like, okay, here is uh, a denomination. Here's a network of churches because we're technically, as Bethlehem, we're part of a network mm-hmm. churches, the Treasuring Christ Together network. But that's not a denomination. What what is that? Yeah, uh, that is basically uh, association is another good word. I mean, it, it's a network by which we associate with. Um, and, and the network is really, really exists to encourage uh, one another as pastors and thereby encourage one another's churches and then begin to dream more organically uh, and kind of in an organic partnership way about how do we help each other love our churches well? How do we help each other stay healthy <laughs> and faithful? And then, you know, how can we dream about maybe partnering in, in church planting together because we've all been at one point or another planted and we want to keep that that good thing going. And so I'd say that's the difference. It's it's not it is official. I mean we, we sign up for it, we we give to it out of the Bethlehem budget, uh, and some of that money goes to be used towards new church plants and things like that. Um, but it's it's a less it's a less binding, less official thing than even a denomination is. Right. Yeah. I would say, you know, denominations tend to be more centralized. Yeah. Their way of like, um, yeah. whatever the mission might be, they are centrally, you know, distributing that. So if you yep. are, uh, I guess, Southern Baptist, uh, right. Bethlehem South is not a Southern Baptist church. But if we were, if a church was, you know, we're sending money away 
that someone else is taking yep. and then uh, is utilizing for the sake of right. world missions or, right. or planting. If you're in a network like TCT, the network takes in money mm-hmm. and then at the local church level gives you a church planter, mm-hmm. helps you plant a church, mm-hmm. et cetera, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to that being some kind of denominationally structured thing centrally. Yeah. Um, what are what are some yellow and red flags about things like denominations, even Protestant denominations, Dave? You know, where, where are some things where it's like, uh, you know, just like every church mm-hmm. uh, that is not perfect, there's no perfect denomination. Yeah. Um, what are some things that you'd say like, you know, churches uh, have, or not churches, denominations could go astray without naming any names. Like you don't need yeah, to yeah, like yeah. go into particular details, but where might a denomination go astray? Yeah, well, the the bigger something gets, uh, the more hard, difficult it is to keep a handle on everything, right? So I think that, you know, in any denomination that becomes kind of a national denomination, you probably need to, as a, as a local congregation, you probably won't need to take stock of what's your, um, what's your comfort level with being a part of a big tent. Um, so in every denomination, I could name the ones in the news <laughs> and the ones not in the news. And in every denomination that we would consider faithful, that we'd consider faithful, there would be churches that we would be really, really excited to like partner hand in hand with in many ways. And there would be churches that we would go, man, we can't affirm, uh, we can't affirm the way they talk about the Bible, the way they think about church, the way they do mission. But, you know, most of the, you know, but they have to sign off on the statement of faith. And so at least that's true. And so we can kind of affirm it, want to do mission together. Um, so I think th- I think those are the yellow and, and red flags. Anytime something gets that big, you just the the quality control and the variety of perspectives are both harder to manage and collate in a way that you're going to have kind of unanimity on many things at all. Um, so I don't know if I'd say it's a yellow or red flag. I just say that it's it's something that if you're going to be a part of a denomination and actually be in it and care about it. You just want to keep your eyes on. Yeah. 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 So I think often what we've seen in the history of denominations is creeds and confessions being increasingly relativized. Yeah. So that, yep. so you think about, um, yeah, that's true. Think about Spurgeon and the downgrade controversy and, yep. and you know, I mean, do a Google search. You can look at that. Spurgeon was concerned about how people in his own denomination, the Baptist oh. uh, union, and I think it was Baptist yep. union in, in Britain, we're downplaying things like you don't really need to believe in the virgin birth. Right. You don't need to really believe in particular things that had been historically considered orthodox. It's yeah. kind of like those things could be buttressed out. Right. Not really thought of as, as a big deal. So um, we see that repeatedly throughout the history of denominations where there's uh, so perhaps in comparison to like, we'll just say like Roman Catholics uh, where there's been accretion like increasing doctrine layered and layered and layered yeah. on top of um, other doctrine such that it's, uh, you know, works-based legalism. Right. We see perhaps in Protestant denominations, the tendency towards 
that sort of downgrade. Yeah. Like here, yeah. let's box things out that we actually don't think, or maybe the way to say it is that Protestantism can be prone to culturally, to being culturally influenced. Yeah. Um, so you see today um, the, the um, United Methodist Church just split officially. It just happened yeah. over issues surrounding LGBTQIA uh, stuff and affirming or not affirming things like that. And here is a denomination that's been influenced that way for decades now. And mm-hmm. I think starting with denying some things surrounding inerrancy of scripture yeah. and now they've just split yeah. over this. And I think many other denominations perhaps will, will head that way. So I think, at the heart of a lot of it is how creedally informed or confessionally informed, theologically yeah. informed is your denomination. How willing are you to say like, you know, we may not get it all right, but this is what we adhere to as right. our understanding. And for us at Bethlehem, uh, as elders specifically, mm-hmm. that is the elder affirmation of faith mm-hmm. um, right mm-hmm. now, which is a relatively new document, not, you know, Super historical for other churches. You know, if you're a Presbyterian church, it's the Westminster standards. Right. If you're a certain kind of Baptist church, it's one of the London Baptist confessions right. Right. Um, or the New Hampshire Baptist confession or other things. Those are not bad things to have. Right. They're certainly bad if they replace scripture. We don't think they can be right. in, you know, reformed right. by scripture, but it's not bad to have guardrails confessionally, creedally for the sake of your denomination uh, yeah. and your church. Yeah. Staying in a spot. Yeah. And those do tend to be in those denominations much more robust than like even the, you know, faith and message that I talked about the SBC um, or the, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And, and, and it's the same, uh, if you were to go to a, uh, a Protestant church and talk to 50 congregants, you know, like even people listening here, some of the people listening to us are like, man, I think that, you know, what's most important is going deep theologically, you know, and some people are going to be like, well, no, what's most important is mission, right? Whatever it takes for mission. And, uh, and so it's, it's a, it's just a macrocosm of just where we're all trying to figure out what's important all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dave, thanks for this brief, really unplanned uh, discussion of denominations. Yeah. Enjoy the sunny day. See you.